Hey everyone, welcome back to the Leadership Locker. Eliza and I are back. Hi. This is, this is our Tuesday episode. And today we are going to venture into the world, back into client relationships or client vernacular, statements, intent, maybe things along those lines. And I think it'll be really, really fun. Thank you for all the support so far, by the way. The podcast is already growing. I mentioned it in a post, I completely swindled Eliza into this, but uh, the feedback has been fantastic. And obviously you could see why I perform high. It's because I'm surround, not high. I perform at a high level (laughs) because I'm surrounded by someone who performs at a high level and has very high standards. So it's great for us both, but we're going to tackle that. Today's episode is sponsored by Tippy Toes Dance Incorporated. They are a national and international franchise, and it is teaching your children dance between the ages of two and 10 is probably the great range and they will learn positions, ballet, they can learn hip hop, they could learn regular fun dance. And why is it important? Because number one, it's virtual. Number two, if you're in schools, it's in schools. And number three, we happen to know the founder and the COO very closely. And we are attracted like magnets to people who put their heart and soul into giving back. And what they are trying to do is show that dance is, you know, kind of on its own uh, creative, but they try and maintain a level of creativity that keeps them engaged. And if you're a parent, keeps your kids tired. But let's get into it. We had a client recently, a new client, and they said, I'm going to be your best client. What were your thoughts when you heard that? Well, first of all, the competition is stiff. Because all of our clients are pretty epic. True. So that's a pretty bold statement. But, I mean, we're up for seeing how they perform. <laughs> yeah, so it's to be determined. Yeah, right. Dot, dot, dot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was your reaction? From what we saw to that point, I was like, there's a chance. Mm-hmm. And we thrive off people who do what we tell them. I, and, and I mean... That's what they're paying us for. They're paying us... For guidance. For guidance and for directions for prescriptive advice on how to win and everything up until this point was has been fantastic meaning all the tic-tac administrative bullshit that were like look this is just a one-time thing like don't worry they like did that and took it to the next level Mm -hmm. to the point where you're like i think this thing right here that they did could maybe be a template for us yeah so i've never had a client say i'm going to be your best client yeah have you uh no Oh, well, no, I haven't. Not until this client. So what do you think about that as a whole? Like, what does it mean for us? Well, first of all, there's so many different standards by which someone could be measured as best. Is it best in terms of ease of working together? Is it best in terms of like they execute everything no matter what? Is it best in terms of they force us to level up? Because I think that's another standard that we hold ourselves against is do we work with clients who allow us to kind of slip a little bit every now and then, which is human. You know, we're not machines. I think best is so subjective, but I mean, I'm all about that. Like, I don't want to work with a client who's like lazy. You know, we wouldn't sign them in the first place, but I want a client who has that kind of drive and ambition and is like, I want to serve you just as much as you're serving me. Yes. That's like the ideal. That is. is the ideal. So... We want to give advice to solopreneurs, entrepreneurs out there. How do you think, in our experience, we can convey a manner in which they can find the people 
that they want to work with. And obviously, like, look, this is, I don't think we're going to hear that very often, but we know they're the people that we have right now work very, very hard. Mm-hmm. What advice can we give that they could find and seek out these people appropriately? Well, first, I think you need to recognize what you're missing, which I think is half the battle. If you can identify accurately, like I need a marketing person versus I need a salesperson versus I need like an actual production manager. Those are very, very specific roles. And sometimes it's just identifying what the first step is to finding the right person. And then, you know, asking in your network of like, who have you used? I think as a solopreneur or someone who's starting their own business, you know, with a team or not, the most important or biggest obstacle can sometimes be like, I have a friend who said that they're going to help me. But you don't even know, is that friend well-versed in what they're trying to achieve? Are, you know, if you don't know how to measure their effectiveness, because you're not a marketing expert and you don't have the time to be one, are they really serving you well, right? So I think first is identify what it is that you actually need. And that does require you doing some of the legwork to understand what is a function of marketing and what is it supposed to contribute to the business or sales or production management or all those different cogs in, in the wheel, so to speak. So I, I think one is having a better understanding of what it is that you're looking for and then starting with referrals. Referrals can be the easiest way because you've got intrinsic validation of someone's expertise or ability because someone else has used them or knows of them and they can make a recommendation. It doesn't absolve you of doing your due diligence, but it definitely is a foot in the door of at least recognizing what path you need to walk in. Let me build on that. So referrals are finite for sure, for sure, unless you are collaborative to the point where networking just becomes something that is almost effortless, where you're just building relationships. Someone introduces you to so-and-so or someone comments on your post and then you get to know them. I mean, you just had a phone call with someone who's been following us and it's just like, okay, so like you didn't even have to make any effort to do that. So referral-based marketing is, is finite. And Billie Jean talks about this a lot. Like, what are you going to do when that dries up? Because how many, how many more times can you ask your friends, your families, and your clients for other shit? So the, what I'm getting at in terms of how can you find those people, I hate to say it, but it's like, they have to find you. I mean, I just had a conversation with an amazing woman I had on the pod. Fuck it. I mean, I'll just say her name, Lisa Sky Hain. She runs Primary, a co-working space in New York. Okay. Uh, we were introduced, which is a referral, but we were talking. I'm like, more people need to find you. And she has so much knowledge to give. And how do you get more people to find you? It's with, and I hate, we got to figure out a different way to put value added content. I think... If you're educating people on areas that are common and uncommon, I think you're going to win. I I really have been finding myself giving the advice lately to people, which is do not feel like you're insulting anyone's intelligence because there is an audience that needs to hear some of the basics too. Well, this is what we were talking about the other day. Like nobody has cornered the market on people. Nope. Like just because you have a circle of influence that's really, really pretty large, mine is pretty small, but it's different. We come from two different worlds. 100%. So just because you might have been saying something for the past three years doesn't mean that everybody in my circle has heard you say it. Yep. And even if I repeat it and put my own twist on it, they need to hear it. Imitation is the ultimate form of flattery. So I think that's part, I think that's part of it. There's a, a quote that we actually used to talk about all the time in the publishing world because people used to, you know, they would speak also. 
And they would say, you know, the first time you have to quote who you got it from. The second time you say, oh, I heard this from somebody a long time ago. And the third time it's all yours. <laughs> so that's the rule. <laughs> yeah. that's, <laughs> that's so funny because on one of the podcasts with a guest uh, I, I was on today, I, I heard a quote. I'm like, I've heard that thing a bunch of times. And I feel like someone had, some, people would attribute it to someone different every time I hear it. I cannot tell you how many people I've had on the podcast. And I feel like they're a big name. And I mention it. They're like, who? So even they need to continue putting out content. And some of these people are insanely successful. How many times have you and I had conversations with people and they don't know who Gary Vee is? Exactly. That's a real thing. People <laughs> like that really exist. I would call them a unicorn, but that's, I wow. Know. Well, I was thinking about that today because The Rock hit 200 million follow, followers on Instagram recently. And I'm like, that's about 190 million more than Gary Vee. So it's, it's just funny, like that just kind of puts things in perspective, but he's been on big screens everywhere. Anyway, the point is this, how can people get to know you? No one wants to do the cold calling bullshit anymore. No, er, everyone is, is trying to figure out ways around that. And the people who are saying it's completely and utterly still effective are people that, you know, really don't mind. They, they really thrive off the thrill of, of the hunt and, and, and closing and all that other stuff. And I'm not saying it's disingenuous or anything like that, but some people are built that way, but a lot of us aren't. So how are you going to get them to come to you? If you listen to our last podcast, we talk about being authentic and we just talked about educating people. All anyone wants is help doing anything. That's why fucking YouTube exists so you could look how to change a tire if you forgot. If you haven't had to change a tire forever and you're like, well, okay, when I had to hook up this little cloud lifter thing to this million fucking cables that are sitting right in front of me, I just want to be educated. And that's all anyone wants is help. And if you can put yourself in a position where you are helpful consistently, that is one way you're going to attract the people that you want. So here's a question for you. When you think about the advice that you just gave and the advice that we would give anybody, how would you position that for someone who's like, they're just starting out their career, but they're wired like we are and people like us. We had this conversation or I had this conversation, you know, over the weekend with a couple of people and they were like, I don't know what I don't know. I don't know what questions to even ask. And I was like, that's content. Like, that's something that you put out there and you start asking people, you know, identify who knows the things that are in the field, at least of where you want to be. But what would you say to that? If someone's just like, I don't know, like what I should be asking to provide value. If people don't know what they should be asking to provide value, they need to be resourceful, period. You need to think about what you can talk about and you need to do some research on it. Who's talking about what right now? And where can you do that? I mean, we've talked about it to so many people. Set up Google Alerts. If I'm in the fashion industry, fall fashion, fuck that. Christmas fashion trends 2020. <laughs> Who wrote what first? And yeah. then you could freaking put your own spin on that. Yeah. And then you could be providing something helpful. You could do what Sean Cannell did a long time ago. What are the cheapest but best Christmas lights that are the easiest to put up? Coming right up. Yeah. I mean, like, that is helpful. So don't trivialize it. But if you don't know where to begin, you have to think about what you can educate people on. And then you got to get past the intimidation factor of it being rudimentary and trivial. And you do that by answering questions that exist in the marketplace. Yeah. And how do you do that? I just told you, you go to Google Alerts, you could go to Google Trends, you could go to Quora, you could go to Keywords Everywhere, you could go to anything. Remember Ask Jeeves? I don't know why that just popped in my head. I think head. it still exists. That, does it? That used to be like a thing. I'm going to look it up right She's now. going to look it up. But I think to answer your question fully is, there's a lot of things going on here. If you want to attract the people you want, you need to be self-aware. I think people gravitate towards that. No matter how good or ugly it is, like if you're self-aware, the right people will find you. I think you 
need to have referrals, which what do we talk about? Social proof all the time. Yeah. And then resourcefulness. Is there anything you would add into that batch? Besides like a full-fledged sales team and all that. Well, I mean, I'm tying this back to like someone saying that they're the best client, right? I think the best client is able to identify their knowledge gaps and just say, I don't know what I don't know about my skills and my services and this problems that I solve in the marketplace. But for me, serving you back as my service provider, I don't know what I don't know. And that's why I'm hiring you. And that's the point is what can you learn from the service providers that you hire? What can you be then instilling out through the content that you create or the services you provide to fill in those knowledge gaps and so forth? Because I think there's an element of that too, where it's probably a self-education a little bit of, I don't know anything about marketing. It's my responsibility to learn from the team members that come on board of like, what are the key performance indicators? What should I be looking for? What are the things that you're going to focus on, you know, so that I know how to hold you accountable? Things like that. And I think one thing we failed to mention, and we'll wrap here, is we are talking about organic strategies. Okay, we are talking about organic ways to get visible, to be seen, to get those clients that you want. Obviously, obviously, there's plenty of services that you can use and you could pay for. You get Sales Navigator, you could run Facebook ads, you could run Instagram ads, you could do all that stuff. But our goal is to tell you what you can do for free. And before we wrap, did you find it? Ask Jeeves. Yeah. It's taking forever. Hold on a second. It's because it doesn't exist anymore. It does. It does. It does. It's ask.com. Ask.com. All right. Well, there, it still exists. We should ask a question and see. Ask that <laughs> All right. Well, everyone, thank you so much for joining. As I said, as I always say, we are really, really grateful for your support. And we would love to encourage you to allow others to listen in and hear what we have to say, hear our discussions, and hopefully benefit from some of the experiences that we've accumulated that we are trying to repurpose into just helpful, unsolicited advice because... We understand the entrepreneur game, we're living it, and we believe we could help. So if you have the time to rate or review or anything along those lines, please do. And Eliza, if they want to reach out to us, how are they going to do that? You can find us on LinkedIn at Rich Cardona and Eliza Delgado, rich at richcardona.com, Eliza at richcardona.com. E-L-I-Z-A. E-L-I-Z-A. It's Eliza, not Elisa, not Elisa, not any other number of names. It's Eliza. All right, everyone. We'll see you next time.